You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Welcome to episode number 83 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today we're going to be talking about some things that might help give you life if you are stuck in the middle of the winter doldrums, seasonal affective disorder, whatever you want to call it, and that is seeds that you can start in February. I swear the seedlings that I have going on in my basement are giving me a life right now, especially since it's not supposed to get above 20 degrees for probably the next 10 days here where I live. Super not excited about that, super wanting it to be spring, but I'm getting a little taste of spring inside with all these seeds that I have started, and you can have that too with these different kinds of vegetable seeds that I'm going to be talking about in today's episode. And we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the timing that's going to be specific for your USDA hardiness zone, just so that you're not starting things too early. So make sure you pay very close attention to that. But first, a word from today's sponsor. So February is one of those really hard months in, especially in Kansas, because it's still cold and it's full of slush. But where I live, there's just enough decent days to make you feel like spring might be around the corner, only to slap you in the face with sleet like a day later. Seed starting cheers me up to no end, especially in February, which I swear is the longest short month that could ever be possible. And thankfully, there are several things that I and a lot of you can start from seed in February. You know, whether you live in USDA hardiness zone three or seven, you know, all of these are going to be things that you can start around right now. Some of you might need to wait until later in the month, and I'll kind of be, like I said in the intro, be calling that out as we go along, and you'll want to pay attention to that. So make sure, you know, before you heed any of this timing advice, you know very well your USDA hardiness zone and how that's going to affect your seed starting. But let's go ahead and jump in. The first thing that you can start from seed in February that I'm going to mention is broccoli. Broccoli is actually one of those seeds that if you live in zone six or seven, you can even start that as early as January. That's when I started mine. I started mine in mid-January. It's part of the brassica family. So as I've said in earlier episodes, brassicas enjoy cooler weather and their growth rate will slow once temperatures consistently get above, I would say, 70, 75 degrees Fahrenheit. 
So you need to make sure that you're starting them early enough in the season that they still have plenty of cool weather to grow in, right? So they can come to maturity before it starts getting really hot outside. So for me, like I said, zone 6A, that is mid-January. If you live north of, say, zones 5 and 6, so zones 5 and 6, it's totally fine to start your broccoli um, in January. If you live, though, in zones 3 or 4, you definitely want to wait until now, till February, mid to late February. And then you'll want to wait until late March or early April, you know, to to plant out your transplants. Broccoli seedlings need to be about eight weeks old before you plant them outside so that they're strong enough to handle the chill. The second type of seed that you can plant in February, very similar to broccoli, and that is cauliflower. Also a brassica, so also prefers cooler weather, but it's a little bit pickier. Cauliflower does not like frost. At least it doesn't seem to tolerate it in my experience as well as broccoli seems to. It also doesn't tolerate warm weather either. Anything above 80 degrees Fahrenheit is going to slow the growth like it does for broccoli, but it's also going to have the added detriment of causing the heads to yellow and and loosen. But if you're up to it, give it a try. I'm actually posting a blog post soon that's all about growing cauliflower if you need tips for that. And when it is up and ready, I will put it in the show notes for this episode. But until then, just keep a lookout for it. If you get the newsletter, I will be, you know, sharing it in the monthly newsletter. So keep an eye out. But Cauliflower is definitely something that whichever zone you live in, just follow the same sort of timing that you would that I mentioned for planting broccoli. The third thing you can plant in February is cabbage, yet another relative of broccoli and cauliflower. They're all coal crops, which is funny. I used to think of it as cold crops, which is kind of accurate, really. They all like growing in cold weather or cool weather. Cabbage is a little more hardy than cauliflower, I've noticed. So, you know, broccoli and cabbage are going to have an easier time dealing with the, the spring chill once you transplant them outside. In fact, you should plant cabbage out probably two to three weeks prior to the last frost. Um, they handle warm weather a bit better as well, but I would say don't plant cabbage with your broccoli and or cauliflower. All three of these things, all brassicas, are very heavy feeders and they're likely to attract the same pests. So snails, slugs, worms, like cabbage loopers, all kinds of caterpillars, they're all attracted to brassicas, aka coal crops. So make sure that you know you're giving them a little space and then make sure that you're feeding them plenty, but you can start them all in in February. You know, whether it's early February or late February will depend on your USDA hardiness zone. The next things that you can plant in February, and this is kind of more like a group of things, I would say all your leafy greens. So your lettuce, your spinach, your Swiss chard, your kale, whatever kind of kale you're you're growing, whether it's fancy curly kale or it's dinosaur kale, that stuff that looks really cool like dinosaur scales, doesn't matter. You can start it inside in your seed starting trays 
in February. And you might not think that leafy greens would transplant well, but they really do. So like when you think about a leafy green seedling, you might think like, oh, it's really delicate. They can be kind of floppy, but they actually handle the cool spring weather really, really well. I will say spinach has a pretty big taproot. So you do want to start it in a larger container and that way it won't be root bound by the time you transplant it. But any of these things, they're going to transplant really well, especially um, just because there's not going to be a whole lot of bugs out and they can handle the cool weather. Obviously, again, and I feel like I'm going to start to sound like a broken record, but make sure you're keeping your USDA hardiness zone in mind. So for those of us who live in zones five or six or even warmer, you know, we can start our stuff in February, our leafy greens in February. For USDA hardiness zones like four and three, you're going to want to make sure you wait until the end of February, if not maybe sometime in March, because typically leafy green seedlings should be at least about four weeks old by the time you transplant them outside. They should have a few sets of um, true leaves, but they don't need to be as old as brassica seedlings do when you put them outside. One more little note, if lettuce is one of the things, one of your leafy greens that you're starting, I would say choose leaf lettuce if you're going to start this early. It does better than heads of lettuce in cooler weather. Romaine actually has done really incredibly well for me in cooler weather. I think there's a variety of leaf lettuce called, I want to say it's called butter leaf that has performed really well in cool weather in spring for me. So those are just a couple varieties, a couple different ideas. Both chard and kale are super hardy in cooler weather, so you shouldn't need to worry about them unless there is a hard freeze after you transplant them outside. With any of these things, you know, if you transplant them outside, this goes for leafy greens, the brassicas, anything I'm about to mention afterward. If there's anything below 32 degrees or at 32 degrees, make sure you're protecting them, you know, after you plant them outside with a floating row cover or a cloche that kind of helps that warmth that's built up in the earth, kind of keeps a pocket of it around that little seedling and keeps it from dying from the frost. The next thing that you can plant that you can start in February, if you haven't started already, is onions. Onions take a while to grow into seedlings before they're ready for transplanting. I start my onion seeds eight weeks before transplanting them in mid to late March. So that means I have already started my onion seedlings. I started them back in mid-January. For those of you who live in zones four and three, though, February is going to be probably the perfect time for you to start your onion seedlings. And then even if you live in zones five or six, you know what? You can still plant your onion seeds if you're growing from seed. Um, it's, it's not too late. In about another, mm, I would say, two to three weeks, it will be a little too late to start onion from seed, and you'll want to grow onion from sets instead. These are mini onion bulbs that kind of have a head start on anything that is grown from seed. You do have the problem of them, you know, going to flower because they do go to flower in their second year of life. So you just have to, you know, cut any flower stalks off 
to help revert the plant's energy back down into the onion bulb underground. Onion seedlings transplant pretty well in my experience. Just make sure you treat them gently when separating them and tucking them into the soil. They'll seem sort of scarily delicate after you transplant them, and they're going to be kind of floppy at first. But you should start to see them thickening up and standing up straight in probably, I would say, about two weeks after you transplant them. Make sure that you're, you know, after you start them from seed in your seedling trays, once they get about, you know, five inches tall, make sure you're giving them a little haircut, cutting them down to three inches tall. This is just going to result in less biomass above the soil that the roots have to sustain. It just it gives the roots an easier time overall, makes the onion seedling stronger and fatter before you transplant it outside. The next thing that you can start in February, and I would say that this is for folks who live in zones 6B and 7, is tomatoes. You can start tomatoes in February. If you live in zones three or four and some, you know, regions of zone five, February is probably going to be a little too early to start your tomatoes. Because again, just like brassicas, tomatoes need about eight, they can go 10 weeks in, in a seed starting environment, but they really shouldn't go any further than that. And it may not be warm enough in your areas, you know, to plant those tomatoes outside. There are some tomatoes that are a little cold hardier, but no tomato likes frost. So those of you who are in zones, you know, 6A, I'm right on the borderline. I wait until early March to start my tomatoes. But if you live in zone 6B, or seven, you can start your tomatoes right this second. The next thing that you can plant in February is beets. I will admit beets are not for everyone, um, but if you're a fan of beets, especially sweet pickled beets, those are my favorite, you can totally start them in February, in most areas, honestly. I would say even if you live in zones three or four, you might more want to wait until the end of February, but beets grow like a champ in cooler weather. And unlike other crops with a long taproot, beets transplant surprisingly well. They're actually one of the few root crops that you know, they, they take to transplanting pretty okay. You know, things like carrots, you shouldn't transplant. Potatoes, you obviously don't want to transplant. You want to direct sow those seed potatoes out in the garden. But beets will, will handle transplanting really well. Like any other cool weather seedling, though, you know, like your brassicas, like your onions, you'll want to take care to harden them off before setting them out in the garden. If you're not sure how to harden seedlings off, I have a blog post about that up on my blog, beeandbasil.com. Just search for hardening off, and that should pop right up. When you transplant your beets, just be careful not to break or damage the taproot because the taproot, a lot of times, even if it has a lot of other sort of secondary roots, let's call them, if the taproot is broken, most of the time the plant will fail to survive. Fun fact about lots of varieties of beets, like Early Wonder, which is a really great variety if you're wanting to plant out if it's still cold, they exhibit staggered maturity, 
which means you can harvest at lots of different times from a single sowing. So that's kind of something to not necessarily beware of. How about be advised of? So even if you sowed all of your beets at the same time and you transplanted them out all at the same time, they're going to mature at different times. And unless you just absolutely can't get enough beets, this is definitely an okay thing. The very last thing that you can start in February is celery. So like I said in my previous podcast episode that was all about growing celery from seed, celery takes forever to mature. It takes about four months, five months, honestly, from kind of start all the way until the end of the season. So you can start harvesting it after four months, but it'll go all the way to five months if you let it. It does prefer cooler weather, so getting it out to the garden early is a smart move. It should be started eight to ten weeks before your last frost date, which for a lot of folks is right now, smack in the middle of February. You can transplant celery out in the garden two to three weeks before the last frost date too. Like I said, again, in the last podcast episode, celery handles cool weather really pretty well. Just as long as it's not 32 degrees Fahrenheit or below, it'll it'll be totally fine. At this point, it should have about five or six leaves. And while it does need full sun, sometimes planting it in a place or next to a plant that'll give it some afternoon shade, like I mentioned, kind of in between rows of garlic, can help protect it from the hotter parts of the day. So those are all of the things that you can start in February. And actually, you know what? Now that I am thinking about it, I would add eggplants and peppers to that. I kind of have eggplants and peppers on the same schedule as my tomatoes, Obviously, like I said earlier, it's going to depend on your USDA hardiness zone, but eggplants and peppers are another thing that benefit from, I would say, up to 10 weeks in a seed starting environment to let them get nice and strong before you transplant them outside. So bonus, I need to update the sister post for this episode, it sounds like. Speaking of the sister post for this episode, if you need a little reminder, if you want to go over some things in some more detail, you can find a link to the sister post in the show notes for this episode. Otherwise, that is it for today. In the next episode, I am going to be talking about which seedlings are best for totally new beginners, like totally, totally new gardeners to buy and which ones are worth just trying to grow from seed yourself at home. So I know for totally new gardeners, starting from seed probably sounds really, really scary, but honestly, some seedlings, they are just so ready and willing to grow from seed. It's bananas. Like you don't need to buy them. Other things, though, they're really kind of picky. They really need the perfect environment, which requires, you know, a decent amount of investing in various equipment and stuff like that. And they're just easier if you just buy them, you know, at your local plant nursery. So I'm going to be going over which ones I would categorize which way for all you brand new gardeners this year. But until then, 
Thank you so very much for listening. If you haven't had a chance since you started listening to the podcast, I would love if you would go out to your favorite podcatcher of choice and just, you know what, click the stars. You don't even have to type anything. Just rating the podcast really quick helps other people find it, helps other people know that you find it enjoyable and useful, and just helps me help other new gardeners like yourself learn much faster. Thank you again, like I said, for listening, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.